Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Glad you are taking part of our program today as we talk about financial matters. Both myself and my co-host, we're both practicing financial advisors and been doing this program for 26 years. Trust yeah. your radio, and I think we have a lot more podcast listeners now than we did before. So glad you're joining us, and uh, we talk about financial. If you're new to us, we talk about financial matters and take phone calls. And if you want to join the program, our contact number is 833-99-WORTH, and we'll get you on. And before we get started, Pat, I want to talk a little bit about, well, I'm going to tell this, read this, this tell you the story first, and then we can talk about um Okay. Some learnings here. So this was, and I actually found this out of, uh, there's a, uh, a Wall Street Journal article. But this happened to do with Vanguard, and they had a target date fund. Okay? So a target date fund is designed for somebody who's looking at their future. Uh, they're going to retire. It's an easy way to manage it. Instead of putting your own allocation to, together, you just say, well, I'm just going to buy into one fund, let them do the allocations. And the vast majority of these funds are held in retirement accounts. And so the target date essentially means I could pick a date called 2040, which would be presumably the day I was going to retire and the allocation would be more aggressive at the beginning today. And as I get closer to the year 2040, it would become more conservative. And they, they, they can work great for, tend to be smaller, frankly, smaller account balances. My, 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 my oldest daughter, her first job when she was a teenager, made a couple grand for the year, whatever it was. I contributed to a Roth IRA on her behalf. I used a Vanguard Target 2060 fund because it gave me better diversification than just buying an S&P 500 fund or a total market fund. And I didn't want to go having several funds because it was such a small account. But, so this, here's the story on this. So Vanguard, uh, they had two funds out there, the Target 2035 and Target Date 2040. Maybe have more than that, but they decided to lower their minimums uh, for their Target institutional funds from $100 million to $5 million. So essentially, Vanguard has some mutual funds that you've got enough money there, you'll pay a lower fee than the typical mutual fund. Well, when they did this, what, had, what happened was a lot of money left the previous funds and went to the new funds. So Vanguard had to reshuffle their portfolio internally. And by doing so, triggered a taxable distribution to the holders of their fund. Now, for those who hold it in a retirement account, who cares? It's irrelevant which was the vast majority of, of clients. But there are some that didn't. And they ended up distributing about 15% of their assets. And so this article highlighted people that had over a couple million bucks in one target date fund. Really? I started reading that article, but I lost interest at about halfway through. I thought it got more interesting than one more. I mean, because you're reading about these people that had all this... This guy had three point six million of taxable money in a target date fund. Why? Why? That's why I brought it up. Oh, it's set and forget. It's a foolish way to do it, especially. Yeah, you did it with your daughter. How much money in a retirement account? And how much money? A couple grand. Okay. And it's not there any longer. Yeah, and you didn't. And put, there's nothing wrong with these target date refunds. But you didn't put three point six million dollars. And I wouldn't put it in a. Look at the outside of an IRA. If you're saving, if you've got money saved somewhere, you want to have the most tax efficient way of spending those dollars in the future. So if you're going to have a diversified portfolio, why in the world outside of a retirement account, why in the world would you want to have it in one particular fund? Especially one that you cannot control the taxation on the difference between the stock and the bond. Correct. In fact, by its very nature, when you buy a target date fund, it's going to distribute a taxable. Correct. 
And you have no given zero no control. control. It, so it highlighted me the first of all, just kind of reminded that it probably does not make sense to have a target date fund. I shouldn't say probably. It makes no sense to have a target date fund outside of a retirement account. And the, the, this article, there's people who are frustrated at Vanguard. How could Vanguard let this happen? And then I thought, well, how do you blame Vanguard? Then I also thought, maybe they should limit these just to... Or a disclaimer at a minimum. This may not be the most tax-efficient yeah. way for you to have a diversified portfolio. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, look, just, we yeah, promise I, you every year we're going to rebalance this portfolio and sell some of your equities and buy some bonds. We whether whether it makes sense for you that tax year or not. That's right. It might make the most sense for you to wait till January 2nd of the following year, but it's too dang bad because... And it might make sense for you to use this as part of a charitable giving program, but this would be a terrible uh, mutual fund disastrous. To, to gift. But it just got... It started me thinking about the importance of also just asset location, which is really almost as important as diversification and asset selection is what securities are you going to hold in what type of accounts? And correct. What and where? Yeah, here's this person. They received five hundred fifty thousand in distributions. They owe a tax bill of one hundred fifty grand. Wow! And he said, "How could Vanguard let this happen?" Well, he let it happen. He blindly trusted in Vanguard. Or he didn't do his research very well. Yeah, it's not John Bogle's Vanguard anymore, by the way. The founder of uh, Vanguard. Yeah. By the yeah. way, so I'd met John Bogle a couple times before he passed away. And I was at a um, conference. This was 10, 15 years ago in New York. And there was some, so like a cocktail hour or whatever. <clears throat> and it was just the two of us. And he started chatting with me. And he asked me about active management. And he says, well, Scott, tell me who are a couple of your favorite active managers? And I looked at him and I thought he was probably... 80 at the time, it's whatever. I said, this guy spent his entire career selling the benefits of index funds. I've given very little consideration whatsoever to have an, an argument with somebody about <laughs> individual <laughs> active managers. I did not engage him in that conversation. He wanted, What's, yeah. But they have active managers. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He's a gentleman. I just think he yeah. probably wanted to, you know. He was just mix it up. Yeah. 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 I knew I'd be crushed. He would have taken me down to the mat in no time. Yeah. Because But they have active management. Yeah, they're fine. They fine forever. Forever. I'm not I'm not saying anything oh, no, positive no, we, nor we, negative we, about Vanguard. We, yes. we use them for our, our clients long. have yes, Vanguard. Yes. It's, it's, uh, my point of this article is just that don't have a target date fund outside of your retirement account. Number one. Number two, really pay attention to the tax structure of how you have your investments. Think about when you're gonna be using those investments, if you are in your lifetime. And if you're not, what's going to happen with them? Where will those dollars go if you don't spend them during your lifetime? And those things will dic help dictate how you should have your allocation today and what, what securities are in what type of accounts, et cetera. So. All right, let's hit the calls here. 833-99-WORTH is the number. We're in California talking with Jim. Jim, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hey, Scott and Pat. Hey, Hi. thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thank you. My my question pertains to the 50% spousal rule for Social Security. Okay. In that, um, I'm about to get my first distribution uh, this month in February. I'm 70 years old. I waited till the maximum. My wife is 72 and works part-time and not a full 40 hours at a, as a school aide, teacher's aide. Okay. So we applied for the 50% spousal right. rule. And during her interview, um, they informed her that she's, she, she currently gets approximately $830 a month in Social Security. And she's been taking it from what age? Probably 62. And yours is what, going to be about 4,000 or so? Uh, 3772. Okay. okay. Yeah. And you were so expecting hers gets, to pop up to 1,800 or so? 1900. Approximately, yeah. yeah. But during the interview, 
they said she's only going to get an additional four hundred dollars. Is that because of the so, windfall elimination provision? It's because she. That's why I'm calling you. I, I I'm learning these things. I that's something I've not heard. How long did she? How long has she worked at the school? Um, on again, off again for probably the last 12, 15 years. And does she have a pension from the school? No. She's a, she's a part-time, you know, they pay her, she works less than 40 hours. They don't pay her benefits. It's, it's at a Waldorf school. Oh, oh it's a Waldorf oh. school. So it's not, it's um, not, it's right. not a public school. Not a, she did work at, at a high school, you know, regular high school for four or five years, but. But she wasn't pension eligible there. No. She, she didn't get in 10,000 hours. No. When did you, this is making no sense. So she started at 62. <laughs> When when 62 did 62 or 63? So she's not yeah. working for a public school agency, and she correct. She pays into Social Security today, right? I would imagine so. She gets a Social Security check. That's no, but, but I mean, well, part, of her, part of her wages goes to FICA. Fifteen seven point six five goes to possibly. I haven't seen a pay stub okay. from her, but you know, you sure she's working? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pay the I pay the tax preparer every okay. year for. She's got what are you bothering the seven kidding. year old guy about his I'm wife kidding. who pretends to be working at a Waldorf school? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there is something called a windfall elimination provision. Why they call it a windfall? Which which tends to here's where it applies to it applies to someone who works for a government agency that has opted out of Social Security and has their own pension scheme in its place. And so somebody does not contribute to Social Security during those years. And what ends up happening is their their Social Security gets reduced. Sometimes it doesn't seem like a fair amount, but that it's calculated. It gets reduced because they're receiving this pension in its stead. But. That's not the situation so here. So I, I think it, it might be a discount because of the fact that she started 100% Social Security at age 63. Oh, yes. She started before her normal retirement age. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a discount on this. There's a discount. Oh, right. she started 62, not 65, oh, per se. Uh, c- correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And But but you started at 70, and so it would be 50% of the 70, but they discounted it because of the fact that she a 30, started at— A 30% discount, roughly. Yeah, because she started it uh, sooner than you did. Had you both She's, started on the same day, right? Then yeah. you would yes. she would have received fifty percent of but that. But you uh, waited, and she took it early. Correct. Actually, yeah, she's always had. A, you know, I had a, a you know a nice job. You know, I have a retirement and pension, and so I've been living off of that for the last five or six years yeah, of yeah. retirement. So. No, it's fine. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. That, yeah, this might have been the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Beside the point. I don't know. So th- that's that why the discount. That's why the discount. Because she, she, when she went, took her early with early Social Security, there was a uh, age discount, which still applies on a spousal benefit. Now, when you pass away, her benefit's going to pop up to that thirty-seven hundred bucks a month. So you got that Assuming going you for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, look, statistically, men predisposed. Are you me somewhere I don't want to go? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, but that's why there's a discount on it. So there's okay. no nefarious, you know, Social Security I mean, yeah. scheme going on. Yeah, 30, 30%, but is it the 30%, 30% right of it, it doesn't, you but know, it, that's five. I understand, but so what they did is they actually went back. Yeah, they assumed. They, they. That would be my guess. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to ask her when she gets home if she started at 62 or 60, but I, it won't, I'm going to guess she started. If she started at her normal now. retirement age, then... It, it would it, still be a somewhat of a discount, but not as much. Because it's 50% yeah. of his benefit, regardless of when she started. Of his full benefit, of and his he's got his exceeded benefit now because he waited as well. So. Yeah. So yeah. I, I probably would have played the same card. Um, I, I don't think you made a mistake. Yeah. So, so. appreciate the call. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's continue on. We're in Florida talking to Suzanne. Suzanne, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Yes, good afternoon. Um, Hi, Suzanne. Hello, uh, Scott and uh, Pat. Is that what I Yes. Mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, um, I, go, I sometimes catch you when I'm in my car driving. And are, are you the same as when Larry Picot used to be the original? I don't know, Larry. No. No. Okay. I'm sure hoping that I'm. Do you have a question? Well, we are financial. We're, 
Do you have a question? I did not write the coming economic doom in the mid 80s that uh, a friend of mine gave me to read that talked about how bad the world was going to be financially. That's wrong, by the way. So do you have a question for us? Well, my question was was going to be a biblical question. Um, Fire away. Let's go. Okay. I I mean, I happen to be a Christian and follow biblical principles. You may you may not be a Christian. I am. No, no, I am. Yes. Okay, then. This is the right station of the question to ask. Well, um, I, I tend to I, actually we try to keep religion and politics and some of those other. But you uh, called. But you called. So fire Let's away. Go. I am what's, not ashamed at all about what's your what's your question for us. Okay, here we go. Um, my husband passed a couple years ago, and he um, have a big home, um, five children, twenty some grandkids, and not counting the great-grands. Well, and but his desire was when he turned 80 to um, sell this big house and maybe go into maybe a couple of small places closer to our children. Okay. Well, anyway, he would have been 80 this um, 2021. So now we're both very close in age. And now I got this big house, and I have one grandson that lives with me and who really helped do the things that his you know, my husband taught him to care of the lawn and so forth. Anyway, my question is, um, the biblical question was, when you say when I'm ready to sell this house, which I'm pretty close to ready to sell this house, um, and then the inheritance, the Bible verse was, um, good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. I mean, of course, the children also. And my, I thought, well, if that is something that God would want, how would you divide that money with the inheritance to your children and some to your grandchildren? I've actually studied this stuff in the past. Cause <laughs> so, so the question is, well, the, what, so if you if you look back at the at the time, basically the Israelites back in the day, uh, yes. there was a lot of slavery. There was a lot of mm-hmm. kind of indentured servitude, and then there were those that owned the land, primarily the farms. Okay. And an inheritance, mm-hmm. would you'd leave an inheritance to your child, you get, essentially you give them means to a livelihood without being enslaved. That's, okay. I mean, that's really what was happening back in those times. And if you yeah. squandered it all or you disinherited your kids, you would leave your children who knows what kind of place. So today, and of course, between men and women is a totally different thing back then because only... Uh, but yeah. So Scott, if you were to apply those biblical principles today, would you not say that... Most of the inheritance that you would leave your children is the way you raise them uh, and yes. the education you gave them. That's correct. So that's that they would not remain destitute or enslaved to others. That's exactly because right. because of that. So when you take that biblical principle and apply okay. it today, maybe you have and your husband have already given your children, your grandchildren the inheritance. Maybe it has okay. nothing to do with money. Okay. Right? It's a means to make a living, to not be enslaved. Yes. Okay. So, and I do. I'm not saying you should go spend all the money and they don't get a dime, but I just don't. Like, what, what, what is your, what is, what is your burden you're feeling here? Well, um, well, one of the burdens is my, I have a grandson, like I said, who lived with my husband and I off and on. Um, he wasn't able to kind of live at home. And so we have had him with us since he's been off and on since a teenager, and he's now 30 years old. And when my husband passed, he's been a great help. But my, then he got married just before my husband passed, and my husband said, well, we know the Bible says a man leaves his father and mother. We were kind of like parents to him. We had five of our own, but he was kind of like the sixth one. Um, and he, he struggled. He didn't have his own father in particular in his life. So his papa, my husband, was more of a dad. Well, and I teach him everything he could. He's pretty. He's so. What is your? Well. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm still kind of. What? What is your question what, then? And, well, I would like to know uh, basically if you were to divide up to twenty three grandkids, how would you know how to give them something? I mean, I got. Well, five if you go back to biblical, you go, look. The the oldest you would get twice as much as the as the rest. Back yeah. in the same society you were talking about. So the oldest would get a double portion of the inheritance. 
Right, and he, I got an oldest son that is the executive. I'm not saying that's no, what no, you no, do. No, I'm just no, saying. So, right? so, see, these no, are no, it's, it's like what was the what's the what's the what was no, the no, principle behind that? What yeah. was trying to be accomplished by they, that? They were biblical principles, not biblical dictates. So, yeah, um, I agree. I understand. Uh, how I big is the and why the the grandchildren not your children? Why do you leave anything to your grandchildren at all? Well, I guess just because they're Bible first. No, no, but we just we just determined we just determined that the inheritance may be the education and the way they're raised, so that they yeah. could not be enslaved. So let's leave. So I don't know if we're actually going to get to an answer here. Yeah, beca- yeah. because yeah. of that, right? Here, but if how much is the estate? Well, it's it's a trust fund. How much is there? Um, like millions, ten million, twenty million? No, no. No, no, no. Maybe a little more than a hundred thousand, and that just takes care of the household. Um, How, what's the know, value of the home? Uh, it's uh, over a million. Okay, okay. so we're talking so about a million one, right? And how many children okay. do you have? Five kids. I have five. Okay, so my recommendation was look. The, the, there's not. There's probably not enough that it's going to substantially change someone's life one way or the other. And if it makes you feel, take seventy five percent of the million one and leave it among the your five children. Take the other twenty five percent and give it all to your grandkids. And you write it in the will exactly that. But I want. I want to sell the house and give it to them now. Whether oh they well, that's now. silly. Well, what, what income do you have? Well, that's silly. That's just silly. No, that is, no, no. I'm. I know. I. I have a social security that. I know that's on. silly. That's a, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. That's okay. a terrible Where are you idea. Live? Yeah, it's a terrible idea. You'll never get well, that money back if you. So wait a minute, back up. All my children, when I do sell this house, they each one really prefers that I go live with them. I could take the choice and just live with them. I'd live with myself. I, I, I don't. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Let them in. Let them. Look, 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 if you, you don't know, little, if, you don't know if you're going to end up in a long-term care facility. You're going to know if you're going to need nursing care, in-home care. You don't know any of this. It is yeah. just silly to gift this prior to death to the children. It's just silly. It makes no sense okay. at all. So, look, we could. You, you're not rolling in it. It's a million one. It might sound like a lot of money. But if 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 something happens in your health, with your health over mm-hmm. a long period of time, it will be eaten yeah. up relatively quickly. So don't worry about anything you're giving these children the day you're any day you're alive. The second okay. thing you do is say, okay, well, the remainder seventy five percent goes to whatever whatever the number is to my children, and then if you want to leave something to the grandchildren, leave something to the grandchildren. But it's but not going to be enough to change their lives and. So and God saying, bless you. So you're saying after I die. After you die. Don't give a, do not give a, listen, Suzanne, okay. don't give a dime away while you're living. Well, I, okay. she might want to okay. help with the grandkids' education or those sort of things. Or maybe there's a grand, someone's got some fit real. Scott, there's 20 some odd grandkids. She gives $10,000 no, to, yeah, to one kid to help with the education. All you're going to create is animosity. In, in the family yeah. itself. Yeah, that's what my son, one of my sons said, yeah. So don't worry about him. No one, listen, unless you're mentally ill or have some sort of drug addiction, no one starves in America. No, you're correct. absolutely correct. Right? Yep. No one starves in America. Yep. They'll be yep. fine. Maybe the best thing that you can happen to kids and grandchildren is that they struggle a little. Yeah. Right? Maybe we need a little bit more of that in America right now is a little bit more struggle. So worry about you. You just go and put your will in place, sell the house, end up where you end up, put a will in place that basically says take 50, 60, 70% of the assets and leave it to my children and the other percentage of the asset divided among the living grandchildren. Boom, done, finished. Following all the biblical principles. Sounds as wonderful. far as Thanks. I know it. Thanks so much. God bless you. God, oh, God bless, bless you, you. Suzanne. <laughs> Appreciate the call. It's uh That's we we very I don't I can't remember the last time we've ever had a call uh, like that. I think she called the wrong show. Well, Larry Biquette's been dead for a number of years. <laughs> okay. And I didn't mean anything disrespectful, but but I do remember when I was uh in call I was in college and a friend of mine that was a few years older than me gave me this book, The Coming Economic Doom. 
It might have been right after the market crash or something like that of 87. Now I think about it, it probably was. So the coming economic doom and all the, the death of because the Reagan administration and why everything was going to fall apart. And I'm thinking, had I followed that advice? <laughs> Not good. Which is... That was predicting the future as opposed to just stating whatever. So, But look, to your point, you want to structure things in a manner that is going to be helpful and considerate and loving, not creating issues, animosity. A hundred percent. All those things could be a big deal. All right. We're taking a quick break. Stick around for more All Worth's Money Matters. We will be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McClain. Uh, uh, hey, before we go back to calls, I want to let everyone know we've got our virtual retirement workshop. This is Road to Retirement. And it's if you are close to retirement, nearing retirement, considering retirement, it's a, you'll learn a lot. And it's only, it's available between February 15th and February 19th. And so you can register at allworthfinancial.com. Virtual, you go to a computer, you watch this. It's not like we send you the virtual reality glasses um, and you swing <laughs> around a room. I read an article this week where the number of emergency room admittances are up with people using virtual virtual reality uh, glasses because they have you tried them oh yeah I, I was afraid i was going to hurt myself because you don't know where you're at in the room and you're swinging at things i did one on a multi-directional uh treadmill it goes every direction you walk it was in the movie uh what movie was it? one of those it's oh, a very strange thing that's weird yeah I just used the plain old-fashioned virtual reality Walking around, myself. Hitting it. All right, we, let's go back. <laughs> anyway, we're like, I we, forgot, we forgot ones. we got the mics on. We're talking. Uh, allworthfinancial.com to register for the uh, virtual workshop. And um, let's head to the calls. We're in Colorado talking with Hillary. Hillary with Allworth Money Matters. Hello. Well, first of all, I would like to tell you I'm a little starstruck. <laughs> My son and I have listened to your show for years and years, and actually, you both have inspired him to study finance. Oh, oh wow, boy. that's good. exciting! They want their job. Oh, good. Where's he? Where is <laughs> yeah, he so going? A, where's he going to school? He is studying at Metro State in um, Colorado. Oh, good for him! Good for him! Yes, he's loving it. He wants your job, so oh, he does. <laughs> All right. Well, that would be one of us. <laughs> what can we do for you? All right. So I have a question for you. Um, my husband and I were both part of the school system, school teachers, and um, we actually are part of a pension program here in Colorado. And so the way it works, obviously, as you know, you get a guaranteed um, portion of your salary every month once you retire with the years of service. Mm -hmm. And so my husband and I outside of that have been doing some investing and we have about $300,000 in Roth IRAs, about 350,000 in 401ks. And, I'm sorry, is it a 401k uh, or raised. I'm sorry, Hillary, is it a 401k or is it a 403b? So it's a 401k. Okay. Um, because I, 403Bs, we just didn't want to have another stream of payments. We wanted a lump sum account we could access. Okay. And then um, we have a 457 as well, and that has about $50,000 in it. How old and are you? So my question, um, 43. Okay. <laughs> do I have to tell you? Yeah, yeah, you do. And, you're, yes. and your spouse is of similar age? He is. Okay. And so... Um, our house is basically going to be paid for in six years. Wow. Um, and so, 
yeah, we're kind of. Um, you guys are in great shape. Well, yeah, like I said. Do you have more <laughs> children? So. Do you have other kids right. coming up still? Um, I have three children, and so we've actually paid for their college with five twenty nines. Actually, um, my middle son is in high school, and my daughter's in middle school. So. Okay. So yeah, your question so for us question is, is what? Is she well, the, is, is I, she per, am I perfect with my financial planning? Oh, that's what perfect. it sounds like. Yeah, you're, you're great at yeah. this. We should be calling you. I, <laughs> I mean, come on. No, you're 43. No. Your house is almost paid off. Yeah, you've you, got a great amount of savings. Your kids have perfect you don't, teeth. And you don't, it's not like you guys are killing it salary-wise. You're te- yeah. school teachers, for crying out loud. You're doing fantastic. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, well, my question for you is I get different advice. And so investing this money, um, sometimes I will do calculators that basically determine risk tolerance and say, hey, put, you know, 20 or 30 percent of this into bonds. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, as I think about it, if we're guaranteed a pension that's going to cover all of our expenses plus some, uh, should I really be looking at it, or should I just be looking at it as more of a risk oh, portfolio? Oh, Hillary, 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 I was hoping you were going to ask that question. That was truly oh, the question. When you started going around this of uh, my pension, and it's guaranteed, I'm thinking, I hope she's going to ask, should she look at this as a portion of the fixed income portion of portfolio for for your overall portfolio? And that's the question you have is how do I actually look at the stream of income as a percentage of my portfolio? And if in fact, let's say my risk tolerance was moderate, shouldn't I do a net present value of the stream of income and figure out what it is and then compare that as a percentage of my overall dollars in order to determine the final diversification number? Now, if you understood what I just said there. But here's another way to, here's. I do. Here's how to think about it. We've got pretty good data back to 1925 as as far as returns on on markets. Since that period of time, there's never been a 15-year rolling period where stocks have not outperformed bonds. So if you bought right at the very top of the market before the stock market crashed in 1929, 15 years later, you were on the positive side. If you bought right before the dot-com bubble. Positive above bonds, not just correct. positive. That's correct. Um, same thing if you did right before the financial crisis, right? So right now, you're 43 years old. You're not going to need these dollars. Yeah. And Are your pensions vested for both you and your husband, or are they non-vested yet? No, it's vested. They're both vested for Purple. you and your husband. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And so what it. do you think you should do with the portfolios? Um, well, I'm a risk taker. Figure what's the worst case. Scenario. I, see, I, I don't actually view it as everything. risk. I don't view it as risk. I view right. it as risk to have a be too conservative in these dollars. So it's got, but so what do you think you should do with the portfolios? Well, um, I trust you all, and I also was thinking of the Warren Buffett strategy, which most of it's invested in an indexed fund. Um you know, and just follow the market, follow the, the S&P 500. I'm going to go with you. I don't know if I did put it all in the S&P 500. I'm 55, 100% of my 401k is in stocks. But it's not in the S&P 500, and you're not a big, 100% A big chunk's indexed. in S&P 500, and Total it's market, mostly indexed. But and there's other stuff bit, yeah, in there, but, too. But it's um, all stock. Yeah, I'd be very comfortable putting all okay. of the stock. Hundred. Yeah, because what do you, what do you, so without... We'd have to think, like, how much is the net present value of your annuity payments or pension payments now? But that's just a, that's just uh, an well, intellectual I exercise. I mean, I mean, if it here's the challenge. Here's here's why it's hard to be on stocks, because at some point in time, whether it's this quarter, this year, next year, three years, five years, ten, who knows when, there will be another horrible patch in the stock market. When the markets are going to fall, and they're going to fall, and they're going to fall, and every news story is going to be just like COVID, right? Every news story is the worst news ever, right? That's what we've been having for two years. It'll be the same thing, but this time it has to do with your investments, and it's going to try to scare the snot out of you. And it's at those sort of times when it's good to look back on the from an intellectual standpoint and say, wait a minute, what's the real risk here? What is actually going on? Markets have always come back. They've always hit new highs going going forward. Sometimes they take a while. Right. 
Right. They're just on sale, right? <laughs> they, they are. Yeah. And, but the way you're thinking about it is, is the right way, which is, look, I've got this guaranteed income that's going to come in at retirement. Shouldn't I look at that as a portion of my bond portion of the portfolio? Even if she did it at 43, just, you'd argue that you should be I would be argue that active. anyway, yeah. but that's not what she – but that, that wasn't the question she posed to us. The question is, should I pay any attention to these risk calculators no. based on the fact that I've got all these yes. other assets here that's hard to measure? And the answer is, don't pay any attention to the risk calculation. Or if it says have 30% bonds, say, my gosh, I actually have more than that because what the net present value of that future income stream of that pension is going to be. Yeah, I like, I like what you're doing. Oh, true. Okay, yeah. that's such All a right. great way to think about it. I really appreciate it. And then it. selfishly, when your son graduates from college, right, <laughs> and we hope that he actually yeah. – he, he, he can go to a school, he or she – Children can go to a school where they actually get all the coursework done for the certified financial plan. That's right. Uh, have him contact us. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I will do that. It's a great. It's a great I think it's a great Yeah, profession. and they start at the bottom at our firm. I mean, really, the bottom. There's <laughs> no question <laughs> where they're doing like the most menial tasks, but there is a well, good— They're I not guess. the bottom. That's like they're mopping floors, for crying out loud. They're— they're being analysts and they're helping out on teams, but yeah, it's obviously it takes quite a while before they're at a point where they can meet with clients one-on-one and have their own. That's right. We're not having them wash my <laughs> no. wax in my car. I guess it's not the <laughs> bottom. Wax in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wax my car, you punk. He'd probably do that. When probably. I was your age. He'd probably do it. <laughs> when I was your age, we didn't even have a wax. We had to polish these cars with just elbow grease. Anyway, you know, good, you got it. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Hillary. Thanks, Hillary. And next, we are in Colorado talking with Ann. Ann, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. So I'm 71. I have no children or spouse. I have a small income because I work uh, a little bit, twenty twenty five thousand dollars annually, plus Social Security of about twenty five thousand. My 401k is 775000 My personal investment account um, is 168000 My Roth IRA is 76000 I have a safety backup cash of 85000 I have no debt. I own my own home outright. Inheritance amount is dubious due to family complications, but could be 400000 Okay. My question is, should I get a reverse mortgage? Absolutely not. Why? You're not spending the money you have. Well, I'm well, I mean I will be. I wouldn't have answered it that certainly bad. Really? Just 700 Let me ask you, are you in, are you working because you really like what you're doing? Or because you like the extra yeah, money? Yeah, no, I help elderly people, and oh. I, I I deal with all their... Anyway, I help them do their paperwork for death. So right, I have so you, a lot of clients. So are you a retired attorney? I make sure their power of attorney and their, and their trusts and everything are all in order and stuff like that. So, so why do you want a reverse mortgage? Wait, Scott, one second. Are you a retired attorney, or, or did you work in law somehow? No, no, no. I'm not a retired attorney. I'm a retired computer person. Okay. Um, I'm just detail-oriented, and I got into this um, in 2008 for a variety of reasons, and um, I love it. I don't have a lot of clients, but I basically manage two or three households completely, um, and I'm their uh, uh, trustee and power of attorney, and I... Do everything for you're them. a professional trustee i guess but <laughs> yeah yeah. So, yeah so the court appoints you as a trustee for people's estates is what i heard well, only one court has appointed me as a okay, trustee. okay. The other okay. clients have have just Got given it. me that um privilege thank you thank you for what you do it is not an easy job uh, i don't need to tell you that uh it can be very difficult at times especially the court appointed trustees so scott with your line of, of questioning well, the question I've got: Why? Why do you? Why would you want a reverse mortgage? Because I feel like I need um, more. More. So I have some things that I want to do with my house. It's not a big deal, but I think they're expensive. Um, my house is old and single pane windows, 
and it's basically all windows, and I really want to change them out, and that's a hundred thousand plus more dollars, and I'm just not going to take it out of my 401k because I'm going to have to start well, doing then, that. Go ahead. Like next year. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? Go ahead and get the reverse mortgage. It's not going to make one difference one way or the <laughs> it's other. Not really. You can do a reverse mortgage at any point in time, right? You're right. going to have to do a required minimum distribution. How much do you spend a year? Do you live on the $50,000 a year between Social Security and your yeah, income? Sometimes I pull from my, from my savings, you know, so I kind of juggle stuff. Like but 20 grand a I year, 30 grand a year from your no, savings? I live on maybe fifty dollars to $60,000 a year. I'm a bird watcher. I love to go traveling. If you feel, I mean, here's look. If we're if 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 we talk, if we say no, that's a bad idea. Don't do it. And two years down the road, we're having a conversation, and you haven't done those things on your house because you haven't felt comfortable touching your other dollars. Then that would that was poor advice we gave you. That's right. Because to Pat's point, you don't have any heirs, right? I could make an argument both right. sides of this. Yes. So the reality is, if you if you get up to this call and you think, oh. I'll just take some money out of my. I'll just take. I'll but she won't. Take, that's my point. So if you find yourself not putting in the windows because you don't feel comfortable taking the money out of your your either cash reserves or your investment portfolio or be your four hundred one k, then take the reverse mortgage. It'll increase your your standard of living. I'm going to agree with Scott. I withdraw my statement that you should not get one. <laughs> It's it's okay, a financial so instrument just like anything else. That right now my house is worth about a million plus. Okay. And so uh, when I've talked to reverse mortgage people, they say I should get a jumbo, which of no. course is a higher interest. No, rate. no, 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 no. They're much more expensive. Much more expensive. You don't need to get a jumbo. You're not looking for it to live on. Okay. You're looking to increase your standard of living. So they they will say get a jumbo and get all the equity you can out. And you're like, nah, I don't really need yeah, the just equity. Just take out what you need. Just take out what you need. You can always need. refinance a reverse mortgage 10 years down the road, too, if you needed to. Okay. And leave the difference for, to the Audubon Society in your estate. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it to my niece and nephews. Oh, good anyway. enough. <laughs> good enough. Okay. All right. All righty. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Yeah, glad you called. Yeah. Money's money's a funny thing sometimes, isn't it, Scott? How we like take. We segments. all have our own. We all. I mean, oh, I do. I do too. And if I was a physician, I would. I think I'd get a physical by a different physician each year, wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, the whole concept of physician. But I don't have a financial. I I do my own financial planning, and there are times I'm thinking. Probably we, although we bounce ideas off. There's each other no quite question often. that you bounce, and I bounce ideas. ideas off other advisors. Yes, sort of so you're not in a complete. And I do things differently in my financial life that I know are not correct. As do I, and I, I should probably do something about that. Yeah, like my the the medic the the funding for the um, HSA HSA. I spend it. Yeah. Anyway, that's how it goes. Yeah, we're all different. Let's now talk with Barry. Barry, you are with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, Scott and Pat, can you hear me? Yes, sure, sir. Barry. Okay, hey, I appreciate your service. This is really nice that you're taking time out. Um, my question is, I'm at a point where I need life insurance, a term life insurance. Okay. Never bought it before. How old are you? And I'm a little hesitant. I don't, I'm 62. I've got a wife and a kid on the way, believe it or not, at this age. Um, it isn't interesting anyway, how where life I, can take us. <laughs> you are 62, about to be. Is this your first child? It is, and people will say it's child abuse, but, you know. I wouldn't say my that. My dad died when I was 13, so. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think. In I, fact, I wouldn't care what people yeah. said about that. But anyway, your question about life insurance. I don't. At my age, I don't care. Um I want to buy a, a term insurance, maybe a million dollars, something like that. But I'm a little paranoid, and I was wondering if you have any tips on how to go about um, uh, vetting an insurance company that will honor the payout when I die. So let's ask a couple 
There, you've got a, a unique, unique, unique situation. So let us ask a, a couple of questions. One, Barry, do you work? Sure. Are you gainfully employed? No. Okay. I'm retired from the state, no purse. And are you receiving Social Security now? No, I have not taken it yet. Are I you can, eligible? I'm, I'm waiting. How much would your benefit be for Social yeah. Security? Uh, Two thousand a month at uh, at this point, right now. Okay. And you, you you retire from the state, but you have no pension. Is that what you said? No, I have a pension, a Calpers pension. And does your wife have a, a survivor benefit on the pension? No, I retired before I married. Got it. So okay. yeah, no. When I when I when I die, that. That pension goes away. That's okay. what we need to protect, okay. right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend yeah. that you actually go on Social Security as soon as you have this kid. Yes, because the kid will get benefits. Yes, the rest of the listeners are like throwing things at the uh, the radio, but that's the rules of the rules. Yeah, if you've got dependents, minor my, dependents. My under- I don't mean to disagree, but it was my understanding that I can't get Social Security for my kid. Until I reach my full retirement, retirement age. age, which is sixty, full mm. retirement age. Yes, mm. I don't know I don't the answer so. to that. Because I've done it in the past. I've had clients in your situations like this. I've done it in the past, so um, I, I'll look it up. <laughs> I will look it up. But so I, I, I get all my financial information from you guys. I've been listening for the, like the last five years. Well, that might be the you problem. Guys definitely saying. <laughs> no. That's his problem. Oh, okay. So that's not a difference. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, I never. Why would it be your normal retirement age? It, it's got. I have done this. I have done it at least three times before, where I've had people take it. Yes. In your your age, as soon as they were, because they had dependent children. And if you're um, fully retired, if you weren't retired, still working, then you're 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 stuck waiting to your normal retirement age because you'd lose your benefits. But. Yeah. Even, uh, even so, I'm saying so that, I don't know if that's correct. You guys, it's not an everyday situation we're dealing with. It. Not an everyday situation we're dealing with with retirees that are uh, having babies. So that's why it's you know, it's not something that we remember off the top of our head here. But the, so what, what's it, so well, you need you need life insurance not to replace a paycheck, but to replace a pension. Yes, correct. And why do you think a million dollars is the right number? I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing that out to me. Just thinking, you know, four uh, percent payout is, you know, whatever forty grand or whatever. Just well, something to, for the for the risk. Go ahead. Oh, 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 so the answer to the question, yeah, you could start. Uh, you could start. Uh, the, the, the child will get, receive benefits. Uh, it will be a reduced amount, just like it would any other time, uh, if you start it before full retirement okay. age. Um, but you absolutely uh, should apply for Social Security as soon as the, ch- the child is born. I don't know why you wouldn't uh, do it. You're better off actually taking the reduced amount, yes, even though got, your son's uh, getting reduced amount yeah. because it's additional payout that would not otherwise go to your child. So, And you got 18 years to go You got with it. 18 years. So you want to get Social Security immediately um, as soon as the child so, is born. So you're, you're – let me – okay, let me get this straight. You're saying – I know there's Social Security for the kid since I'm over 62, but you're saying take my so my personal Social Security also. Yeah, because yeah. you can't get you 62? can't get it for the you child unless you're a recipient of it. You can't get it for the child unless you're taking it yourself. That's right. So you think I should pull the trigger early? Well, I don't think I know. Because that's that's I can't, I can't go back on that decision. That's right. right. I mean, I, that's right. I but, but if you wait, so if you wait eight years, now the child's going to be eight years old. The child missed eight years worth of benefits. The child, it, it's going to stop at age 18. Yours continues the rest of your life. The child's doesn't, it'll stop as soon as the child reaches age 18. So now we're talking about we either get 18 years worth of benefits or we get 10, 10 years. years if you start at age 70. That's why you started at a six. I mean, we can run the numbers, but I'm fairly confident that the numbers are going to tell us that. We don't need to run the numbers. It's an overall benefit to me. That's and you right. can take, you yeah. can use okay, those well, dollars to pay for the um, for insurance. life insurance. You could use every dollar of that to pay for the life insurance. I mean, that's the only oh reason you're getting God. the life insurance, right? Is to replace the future yeah. income. Oh, absolutely. So I yeah, don't. That's what I would do. I, yeah, and I don't know if they'll rewrite that pension based upon him marrying. Scott? I don't know. 
Have you had any discussion with anyone? That's a good question. How do you thought of that? That's, I can call them. That's I would the work. first place yeah. I'd go. I mean, if there's any state in the union that's mm-hmm. going to allow that, it would be California. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the first place I'd go. Then the second, if they okay. if they say no, then the questions you ask is: Is my spouse working? How old is your is your spouse? She's um, thirty seven. She is not working. She probably won't work for a long, long time. Right. Okay. Is your home She's paid? New to the country. Is your home paid for? No. How much do you owe in your home? Um, actually, I'm renting right now. I sold my other home several years back, and I've been renting ever since, and it was kind of a big mistake on my part. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys always talk about placeholder. Right. Yeah. I, I just I'm, I, I do have money for a down payment for a house, and I'm looking, but... Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to, so my, so my guess is, my guess is you're probably going to need a couple million dollars worth of life insurance. That would be my guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. At least a million, probably two, just to, if you can't get your pension okay, readjusted. You know, his wife being so much younger, the, the social security numbers, you would, you're going to need to, I, I would run the numbers a bunch of different ways on that, but I'm still, I'm, I'm still pretty confident. Yeah, but, but so it doesn't matter really where you buy the life insurance from. Well, yeah, guys, I'd use one of those yeah, online select, select quote, quote or, or IntelliQuote or whatever, one of those. And if it's a top-rated company, a term insurance, it's a top-rated company. I would have no worries. And I wouldn't They're worry about it They're highly regulated. They have reserves. So don't don't worry about this. Just go to SelectQuote okay. or IntelliQuote. But the biggest thing you need to do is actually okay. to figure out if you can reinstate a survivor benefit pension for your spouse. And I don't know the answer to that. You're going to go to the pension. If you could. And, but you're going to take Social Security as quickly as possible once the child is born. All righty? Okay, that's good. You guys um incredibly, again, you give a lot of help very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good good luck. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we've got this week. It's been great being here with you. We so much appreciate your listenership and your support, and um, we will see you next week. This has been Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.